Mashiach is going to have to come. So we use these days to, to operate, to grab, take more explicit before the ultimate redemption. And we have to know what our, what our test is, what our design is. These days were called Ikvus of the Mashiach. Russian of Mishnah, Chavetz Chaim wrote 70 years ago that we're in Ikvus of the Mashiach. The Akev. What does it mean? What does it mean? Now, a person has a roish, the roish, and he has an akev. The akev is the bottom of the foot. The roish, the head, always knows what's right. So, you have seichel. If we think we know what the right thing is to do, we also have an akev. The akev doesn't think. Say, mitzvah she'odom dosh ba'akevov. Akev does what it wants. There's no, there's no seichel. It's like it's, it's, it's not even feeling there. It's dead skin. Now there's a constant battle in a person. His Rosh tells him one thing, the Akev tells him something else. And he has to always overcome. He has to always overcome. The Rosh is the Seichel, that's, that's the job of a person. There's that constant battle. In Ikus of the Meshicha, what happens is that instead of we're in the middle between the Rosh and the Akev, we fall completely into the Akev. And that does, doesn't just mean Akev has a greater influence on us. It means something else. We are, we're called Grace Yaakov. Yaakov. Yaakov is the youth together with the Akev. The Yodoy Oichezes Ba'akev Esav. The youth, the Yodoy, was holding on to the Akev. That means no matter how deep we descend, we're always somehow connected to the youth. We're always still connected. We, we, we can keep our head. What happens in the Mashiach is that there's a separation and we fall into the Akev and we lose contact with the Yud. What does that do to us? It's really a time of extraordinary opportunity. You know, in a battle, in a war, there's different divisions. There's the Air Force, there's the Navy, there's the Infantry, there's the Marines. Everybody does what they have to do. But there's also every army, and this most important part of an army is what's called the intelligence, the espionage. They're the spies. The spies have to infiltrate into enemy territory, and often they have to disguise themselves like they're part of that, of wherever they are. And they have to overcome, they have to defeat the enemy in its territory. And wars are really fought and won by the espionage. And when a war ends, they make a big parade and they honor all the soldiers. They don't even say who the spies were, but that actually remained a secret for many, many years. And sometimes spies did extraordinary things. No one ever knew. It was a Syrian spy, who was almost the prime minister of Syria. Not only then recorded that, but they're still waiting for the return of his Atzomas. But that's a very, very dangerous event. Before Mashiach comes, we get to the battle. What, what does Hashem want from us? We have to overcome all of the tomb in the world. That's our job. Hashem needed a generation of spies. We have to infiltrate, we, we were sent to infiltrate into the, the end of days. 
in order to drag out all of the sparks of Kedusha and bring them back, bring them that, that are hidden, that are entrapped in the Tumah. And to bring it back, it needs to be Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch in all these places. We live in a world of such terrible difficulties, us, our children, when they're facing the battles. And each time we do the right thing, we're Mamlech Hashem, we say, Hashem, you're not just a Melech all the way up here, all the way down here, next to the Mashiach, you're also the Melech. Even in Shotachis, you're him. There's a big danger. You know what happens sometimes? A spy, he becomes so part of the society around him that he forgets who he is. And he thinks he's part of that world. Sometimes he can even become what's called a double agent. Sometimes he, he actually he starts to see things. He, he's, he's with them so much, he starts to hear their point of view and see things their way. That's a very, very big danger. And the danger that we have in Ipsu Mashiach, that danger is that we shouldn't think that that's who we are. We've never been so connected to the God. We always, as Bilam said, we try, we try. But today we're so connected in our pockets, wherever we are, we're just connected, connected to, the, to, to, the, to that world. And without thinking, we start to think like that. It's something that we really are part of that world. That's not what we're here for. We're here to be Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch even though we're surrounded. Even though we're surrounded by that world. So we need all the chizuk possible to be able to fight this final battle, the last front, the last battle front, to bring Mashiach. And I want to share with you what the secret is, how we can be successful. The Mishnah says, a person should strive to be the tail of a lion rather than the head of the fox. We don't realize how central this mission is to our existence today. It's one of the most important things that we have to know. Chazala telling us, rather be the tail, the zonav of a lion than the head of a fox. You know what the lions are? The lions are the B'nai Torah. You have to do, we have to do everything in our power. With the tzibur of Tamidah Chachamim, of B'nai Torah, people who are learning, who are devoted, I want to be part of that tzibur. That is going to be my friends, that's my crowd. And even if I'm not going to be the most important one there, even I'll be maybe less than everyone around me. You know, the Maral says an unbelievable thing. He says, why is it better to be the tail of a lion than the head of a fox? Because the tail of a lion is also a lion. Anything that's part of the lion is a lion. The head of a fox may be the head, but it's a fox. And perhaps we can add, it's not just it's a fox. It's the worst part of the fox, because it's the head. The head of the fox is more shual than the tail. And some people are just dreaming, how could I be the Rosh Hashualim? How could I be the person who makes the most noise, who gets the most attention? When anything happens, I want to be the Rosh Hashualim. That's the biggest bazillion that could ever be. It's bad enough, which, but to be a Rosh Hashualim, I want to be the one who stands out, who everybody talks about. I'm the one who I'm accomplished in the world of Shualim. I want to be part of the law, I want to be a lion. And I want to be even the son of Laris. 
If I'm that, I'll always know who I am. There are so many opportunities. I, I, I want to be where I'm most comfortable. No, I want to be in the place that's Mechai of me the most, that's going to bring the best out of me. I want to be, I, I want to be close when I see somebody who's devoted to Torah, who's devoted to, to Chesed, to Tzedakah, good people. These are my friends. These are the people I want to stand. I don't even have to stand out. Let them stand out. But I'm going to be part of that. That is so crucial. We forget. We forget. People try to just, I, I, I want to be in a place that's, that's least Mechai of me. So what happens? And there's one, one Mechai. How could I be the Rosh the Shuol? How could I be the most Shuol? That's an interesting question you would think there's an opposite, right? The opposite of a lion. A lion is the strongest animal. So why is the opposite of a lion a fox? I would say, you know, you ever say, I felt weak as a fly. Okay, I would say, be the, be the tail of a lion rather than the head of a fly. That would make sense. It's not my kasha. It's the other kasha. That's why the zvub is an opposite. Well, why, is, why is a fox the opposite? And perhaps the pshat is, why, why is a lion the strongest? There's no animals that are stronger than a lion, an elephant, maybe a rhinoceros, a big animal that can be stronger than a lion. Strength means that you, use all the, that you use the strength that you have to its utmost. A fly is very weak, but he flaps those little wings so fast, so fast, that he lifts himself and he flies away, and he, 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 he can accomplish something that most creatures can't even do. He's using every drop of strength that he has. A lion is strong, and he uses every drop of strength that he has. But an elephant, let's say, can be very strong. He schleps along, you know. He's, he doesn't use all of his strength. So a lion is more strong than, a, than, than an elephant because he's using, that's how, that's how we measure who's a giba. Who's a giba? The one who's using all of his strength, and he has strength. But who's the weakest of all? The shul, the fox, the fox not only doesn't he use all of his strength, he uses the strength that he has to make himself weak. He uses his cunning, his trickery. What does he do? What, what does the shul do? The shul is very sly, right? Sly is 